0: So are you ready to set some New Year's resolutions yet? <laughs> and I know you saw the title of this podcast, so you know I think it's a bad idea. But I have some ideas about it and what I think you should do instead. You don't have to listen to me. You can set your New Year's resolutions as much as you please. But maybe you want to take a listen and see if you would like to do a twist on it this year. Stay tuned. Here we go. Hey, friend. Welcome to the Joy Loving Home Podcast. I'm Joy Ridenauer wife, mom of four, and unorganized professional organizer. I have a heart for ADHD moms and kids. After spending years learning and organizing for other people, I realized there is a real need to turn the concept of being well-planned and organized upside down. It shouldn't be created by type A naturally organized people as a way to fix you or your home. Organizing, planning, and productivity should fit the way your brain thinks. Albert Einstein said, everybody is a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it is stupid. Well, fish, let's quit trying to climb trees while being given tips by monkeys who cannot understand how our brains think. Join me in the water and learn how to swim with the current of your life. It's time to say yes to unorganized organization and flexible productivity. It's time to choose joy. So here we are at episode 35, which I am titling why New Year's resolutions are not a good idea for those with ADHD and what to try instead. Now, I always feel like I have to do a blanket, um, cautionary tale, I guess, to say I am not a diagnosed ADHD person. I just strongly believe that I have it. I don't think you should self-diagnose. Maybe in 2022, that needs to be one of my goals is to actually step up and take care of this because I believe that strongly. And if I find out I'm not, you know what? Using the tools doesn't hurt anyone. And certainly if it's helping me, which I am finding a great help in it, that's a win. I'm not going to be ashamed for using tools that help me, whether I have a diagnosis or not. I am sharing information, not as an expert. I am also not a clinically trained anything. I am a former teacher who had to teach students with ADHD and accommodate for them to the best of my ability and training that I was given. I am a mom of an ADHD kid who I help in the best way possible. I, in my organizing business, have helped multiple clients who have diagnosed ADHD and what I would believe strongly is una- undiagnosed ADHD and I've learned to accommodate for them, done ridiculous amounts of research and continue to learn to the best of my ability. There are so many phenomenal resources out there. Please do not use me as your only one. What I'm trying to do is make your life a little easier with tips and tricks and ways to set up your home. Again, take the things that work for you, leave the ones behind that don't. There is a uh, No harm, no foul for trying things and changing up our routines. Some of the things may work for a season and then no longer work at all. Our brains will only find something novel for a time and then they're bored with it and want something new to look into. Join me on this journey. That was a whole lot (laughs) that was a whole lot of digression to say. I hope you will take this in the manner that it is intended, which is some fun stuff to try and yeah, just see if it works for you. Jumping into... I believe there are two types of people chiefly, and again, I'm generalizing, who set New Year's resolutions. So there are your type A go getters, who in my intro I call the monkeys. Um, they are the people who invented the New Year's resolution, I am sure. So these are the types of people who will sit down, put pen to paper, or more likely, fingers to keyboard, and create some phenomenal. 18-point checklist on the resolutions they will do, how they will break them into each month, how they will break them into each week, what they need to tackle in each day, and they will go about accomplishing every resolution that they put to paper. And I am so proud of them. Phenomenal for you. I think that's awesome. If that is the way your brain ticks, more power to you. you. I want you to live in the space that your brain functions best. And if that is lists and goals and uh, tackling them, then that's where you should live. I am trying to speak to the people who that does not work for. And yet that is the overwhelming majority of the information we are given as to how to tackle new resolutions. It's damaging. At the very least to our self-esteem in knowing that we're not going to accomplish them. So anyway, that's one type of resolution maker. And the other are the starry-eyed dreamers (laughs) who think that this year it will be different because this year they'll have enough willpower or enough interest or enough proper planning with the nice new perfect planner that they just picked out. And this will be the year that they're actually going to do it. They go in with every intention that it's going to happen. This is the year it's going to happen. And I applaud that starry-eyed dreaminess of, you know, I would never be like, yeah, right, honey, Uh uh-huh, go, go at it. Talk to me in February when you've already failed. Not my style. I would cheer you on and lift you up and would love to help you with those goals. I just think those are your typical two people who set them. The people who know they're going to accomplish them and the people who believe with all their heart that this year will be different. If those are the two people making resolutions, who are the two types of people who aren't? Well, they are folks who have tried in the past, (laughs) fail every time by February and have completely given up and they're like, I am not doing that ever again. Why would I do that to myself? They're not for me and it's just silly and I'm not going to do it anymore. Or they are the people who rebel against just the idea that this exists. (laughs) Why in the world does some arbitrary date on some calendar tell me when I'm supposed to try and achieve some goal in my life? Uh Uh-uh. Total rebellion. Not my world. Not my interest. And they have stayed away from it probably their entire lives. So we've got the two people who make them and the two people who don't. So where does that land me in... What do I think you should do instead? Well, let's start with why I think it's not a good idea for ADHD brains. The first reason is we have a very all or nothing mentality, which means if we are those starry-eyed dreamers and we tend to have a bit of positive uh, outlook about ourselves, which I think is lovely, when we start it and we have all of this excitement over and we roll into trying our best to actually accomplish these resolutions. We may even set them where we believe they're very achievable. And then something messes it up. And as soon as it's messed up, we're done. it's all or nothing. I either achieved it or I didn't, there's no, I worked really hard towards it. I did it most of the way. Uh -uh. We are all or nothing. And so it's not a really great way to set ourselves up. So that is one reason that I think it's not good for us. The next reason is because a lot of times our goals are super aggressive and all over the place. You know, we're like, oh, this is the new year. This is the year I'm going to do this. And I want to make my health better. And I want to drink more water. And I want to get better at my date life. And I'm going to make a a calendar where every other Tuesday we go out. And then I'm going to take my kids to 15 different events that are all about learning and not just sitting in front of a TV. And then I'm going to totally renovate my house and I'm going to paint every room and I'm going to get every single nook and cranny organized. And I'm going to run a marathon. Like (laughs) they're so aggressive and they're so all over the place. And they're all starting on January 1st and it's just too much. So I think that's another reason why it can be a bad idea for us. The third reason, and this is realistic for everyone, but it hits some of us harder than others, life is not routine. This effort to plan this perfect year, to set up these gorgeous planners where we've got all the checkoff charts and the habit trackers and the goal setting and the top three list and the I mean, name it. There are so many people who have created a system where they believe this is a foolproof plan to not mess up. And then two of your kids are sick and then somebody passes away and then your job changes and all of a sudden you have to move. The world is messy and full of unexpected twists and turns, all of those interruptions to our best laid plans are realities that we have to be prepared to adjust and flex and move with. This sort of starry-eyed dreamer who creates these resolutions like us at the beginning of the year can't foresee all of this, and it just is waiting to pull us off track. With sitting in that reality that I'm telling you three reasons why this is a bad idea, what do we do instead? What's the good idea? Well, I don't think there's one good idea at first. So let me just blink it. And I don't think my idea is necessarily the end all or be all. I just think it's a little more realistic. And it's actually not even my idea at all. I have mentioned her before on the podcast, Gretchen Rubin. She has a podcast called Happier with Gretchen Rubin, and she's done a whole lot of studies on habits and just mindset around being happier, which appeals to my brain, so I am an avid listener of hers. She has created a framework, I guess, that she calls the Four Tendencies, and it tells you what you're most likely to do with expectations that you have both for yourself and from others. It's, it's fascinating. I am an obliger and there are also questioners and upholders and rebels. (laughs) And depending on where you fall in that framework, you may or may not have a harder time keeping any kind of goal you set for yourself. I'm digressing into her world. I just think it's fascinating and it's something cool to listen to. The part I wanted to talk about is for several years now, I think maybe since 2018, but certainly since 2019, she has done at the beginning of each year, what she calls a 20 for 20 list or a 21 for 21 list. And now she's about to start her 22 for 22. And instead of being this resolution where you're like, I'm going to drink water every day for 365 days, or I'm going to train for that marathon where I have to train every day for however many months to get it. Where I want to be. She just says, pick 21 goals in 21 that can be done, all of them in January while you're still motivated. They can be done sprinkled throughout the year. They can appeal to our ADHD brains where we need a sense of urgency. And we suddenly hit late November and we're like, oh, we still have 18 of the 21 things I wanted to accomplish this year to do. And we start kicking into gear to do these sort of finite one off tasks. That we were hoping to accomplish within the year. So they're not habit builders. She does have a habit building kind of segment to this that you can look into as well. These individual 20, right now she's getting ready to do 22 and 22. I love it. I think it really appeals to us. And so I have created a little bit of twist on her idea for myself. But before I forget this, if you wanna hear about it, you go to Happier with Gretchen Rubin. Tune into episode 356. That is where she does like a recap of her 21 and 21 and you can hear about sort of what it's like at the end of the year, which is kind of neat to listen to before you set goals for the next one. And I'll link this in the show notes below. Feel free today if you want to jump over there and listen to sort of her take on it. And then tune in with me tomorrow because I'm going to tell you my little twist on what I think my 22 with 22 will be. This is the first year I'm trying it. If you, if you want to join me in this journey and you want to create your 22 and 22 with me, uh, which I'll talk about tomorrow, feel free to jump into the Facebook group because I'd love to track this as a group together over there, which would be super fun. And I I am, I don't get any kickback from her, by the way, I'm not like a, what do you call it? oh, shoot, I don't remember the words. I don't get any money for saying to go listen to her podcast or anything. It's just something that appeals to me when I hear things that I think are useful to, to you, I share <laughs> in case you've not found her. She would be my goal person to interview on my, on my podcast in 2022. I've got several, but she is definitely a highlight because she's definitely helped me understand more about the way my brain works and was sharing her. Before I forget, if you want to join the Facebook group, it is bit.ly slash joy loving home community. Love to have you in there. This is one of the things I want to jump into with 2022. And before I forget as well, I am doing a contest right now where if you will rate or rate and review this podcast, I am entering you in a contest to win three Jumpstart, one of three Jumpstart with Joy virtual organizing sessions. It's a way I can start to tapping into my community that does not live in the Northern Atlanta area. I just wanna be able to help you get started on a space in your home that you would love to get organized. And so we would meet over Zoom and it's a 30 minute session where we talk about your goals for the space. We set up a plan for how to achieve those goals and we get started. Like I can literally sit there with you while you start going, I don't know what to do with this. And we start talking about it. Something I've been wanting to try, virtual organizing, yes, you guys are my guinea pigs, but if it can be a win-win because it would help you and it would help me, I love it. And the biggest help for me is trying to get these reviews out because I then get suggested by Apple or wherever you listen to podcasts so that other people can find me, which would be fabulous. In order, I had somebody reach out and say, hey, I'd love to review, I don't know how. The best way I can tell you is if you look down at your phone right now, if you are subscribed and if you're not, please do. But if you are subscribed to me, I'm in your library of podcasts. If you click on me in the library and it sort of says the little mini description of my show and you scroll, it'll, it'll preview like, I don't know, the top or the first five uh, podcasts or whatever, when you keep scrolling down, you'll get to a point where it shows the reviews that have already happened. And on there, there's these little blank five stars. If you click on those, it'll give me however many stars you wanna give me. Of course, I'd love five, <laughs> but you give me whatever you think I deserve. So anyway, you click on however many stars you think I could deserve. And then right under that, it, there's a little button you can push, or like I highlighted in blue, where it says leave a review or write a review. If you click on that, 30 seconds, type something up for me um, and submit it. Actually, before you submit it, literally take a screenshot of your phone and then email that to me at I'mjoy at joylovinghome.com. And that way I can enter you in the contest. Or if you want to, and you're an Instagram person and you want to share on Instagram, if you take a screenshot and then put it on your stories, and tag me, and you can tag me at Joy Home. I will see it and I can enter you that way because that way I have a way to, to notify you if you win. I mean, it's really why I'm trying to get, get your information, guys. I don't know how to reach out to you. If you're just sort of some random words on a review, I don't know how to contact you based on your reviews. Very rambly this morning. I can tell after having taken a week off, I'm a little rusty. Just love me through it, guys. Love me through it. So yeah, I guess that's everything I wanted to share about today. I'm excited to talk about tomorrow where we go through sort of my twist on the 22 for 22. Thank you, Gretchen Rubin, for the idea that I think would work lovely for us. So until next time, which is tomorrow, choose joy. Did we just connect? Do you feel at home here? Then please do me a favor. Yes, like right now. We can do this together in real time. Because I know you're about to forget because your brain's going to jump to the next thing. I get it. But stick with me. Literally stop what you're doing, look down at your phone, and hit the follow button or the subscribe button, whatever it's called. That will make sure you're here for my next episode. And I so want you to join me. Yay! Okay, now scroll all the way down and please rate and review this podcast. That will help other moms find me and then they won't feel so alone either. It literally is such a gift to me when I get to read your thoughts and when you connect with me personally. There are so many ways you can do it. Shoot me a DM on Instagram. I'm at joylovinghome. Email me joy at joylovinghome.com or join me in my community bit.ly slash Community. Can't wait to see you there.